let me introduce you, your host on Let's Talk Podcast, the one, the only, Philip! Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. This is episode number 71, and today we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers. I have a guest who is the host of the 49ers uh, Rush Podcast, John Chapman. Welcome to the show, man. Hello? I, I couldn't hear you. Uh, I think we have a technical difficulties right now. Yeah, I, I couldn't hear you. You're, say your hand. Um... Can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Oh, there we go. Yeah, sorry. sorry having yeah. some problems connecting there. I apologize. Oh, okay. That's okay. That's okay. Um, anyways, uh, let me start again. <laughs> oh, hello, sorry everyone. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's all good. Uh, anyways, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk Podcast. This is episode number 71. And today, oh, today we're going to talk about San Francisco 49ers. And my guest is, he's the host of the 49ers Rush podcast, John Chapman. Welcome to the show, man. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me, Paul. Big fan of the show and uh, just really appreciate you having me on. And it's always good to talk football. I much appreciate it, man. Much appreciate Um, Anyways, before we get started, how's the quarantine life treating you? Man, it, it's rough. We have, we live in a small apartment in L.A., and I've got two, <laughs> I guess, an 11 and a 16-year-old boy and a very fat bulldog. So <laughs> space is limited, but we're making do as best we can. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I mean, this quarantine life, kind of boring for me. <laughs> uh, there's nothing else to do, but it is what it is. But anyways, on to the 49ers. The first thing we talk about, the first off-season move you could say the 49ers make is they trade Buckner to the Colts, which I was surprised. Um, they get they received the number 13 overall pick for this year draft, which is last month. Uh, what are your thoughts on the trade? Well, it, it's rough, you know. Um, DeForest Buckner is one of the favorite 49ers that has come through in a long time. He was kind of one of the pivotal transition pieces from <laughs> the losing football and to this winning culture. And he was everything you wanted in a draft pick. Now, the problem was he was a little too good. And the 49ers have a lot of resources to spend on that defensive line. They, you know, had five first-round picks. They still have five first-round picks after Javon Kinlaw. But they couldn't pay everybody. And when whenever DeForest Buckner's agent told John Lynch, general manager of the 49ers, about an extension, he said, well, <laughs> you better have a two in front of his yearly salary and then we can talk. And the 49ers just couldn't do it. So they gave him permission to seek a trade and said it needs to come back with a first-round pick. And the 49ers were actually pretty excited when they figured out it was going to be the 13th pick. They didn't think they'd be able to get that much. So yeah. it's it's bad that he's gone. But what they were able to turn that pick into, a much cheaper, younger version in, J in Javon Kinlaw, I think you got to like it. Yeah, I, I like the pick. Now, I don't. I admit, I don't follow college football that much, um, but I know I was have a hunch when after we trade the, the number 30 pick, I was, well, some people expect maybe draft a wide receiver, which is one the 49ers need. And, you know, we have a chance to draft Lamb, who I want the 49ers draft. And, you know, Kinlaw, who feels that defense, uh, feel that Buckner's uh, replacement, basically. Did you see him start day one? 
Yeah, I think he's going to. Um, now, the 49ers do a pretty heavy rotation on their defensive line. But, yeah, they're drafting him to start. I don't think that's going to be a question. I think the only other player that could possibly be in that position was probably Julian Taylor or Ronald Blair. But they want Ronald Blair to play edge. And Julian Taylor's coming off an ACL tear in December. So uh, he's probably not going to be ready when week one rolls around if the season starts on time. So uh, Javon Kinlaw is going to be starter day one. Day one. Okay, okay. Yeah, now um... – you see, well, technically, Fortnite trade down number thirteen for number fourteen with the Buccaneers. Why did they? They should maybe they should keep the pick number thirteen. They could have Kinlaw on number thirteen instead of trade down. What's the? What do you think? Well, you know, John Lynch came out and said that they had six players, you know, going into this draft that they considered foundational breakout players that you know impact players that would step in day one and be what they want to moving forward well it turns out you know after the draft we look at it they had both javon kinlaw and brandon Ayuk and cd lamb who you liked this so there were three of the six that kyle shanahan and john lynch valued at 13 so they felt why not drop back one spot and guarantee we get one of those three guys so they trade back one spot thinking uh thinking correctly that Tampa Bay wanted to get some offensive line help to help out with Tom Brady. So they fell back, picked up a fourth rounder, got the chief piece that they wanted. And this kind of leads into the second pick because that fourth round pick was going to be pivotal because they, then they're going to trade up from 31 to 25 to go get them. And that's Brandon Ayuk. So they were able to come out of this draft you know, Super Bowl runner ups and get two of the six premier players that they had pegged. And wide receiver Brandon Ayuk will step in day one, very similar to Ken Law, um, the wide receiver position opposite of Devo Samuel. Yeah. Now, speaking of Brandon Ayuk, I love that last name, by the way. It just reminds me of the, that Street Fighter character. <laughs> Ayuk. And... <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I love that game, by the way. I love that game. But, you know, I, I watch his highlights ever since we drafted him, and I love this pick more and more. And more. Um, what are your thoughts on that pick? Man, it fits exactly what Kyle Shanahan does with wide receivers. You know, if I do my draft rankings every year, and I did not have I, I didn't have a first round grade on IU, but in my breakdown notes of them in my film notes, I said several teams will have Brandon Ayuk as one of their top three wide receivers. Several teams will have him not even on their top ten. And so he's a very polarizing wide receiver because he's he's a yards after the catch guy. He runs all the routes. That's great. But he doesn't have the pizzazz or the flash of Jerry Judy, Henry Rugg, C.D. Lamb, who you've mentioned. But he does exactly what Kyle Shanahan wants. He creates explosive plays and his wingspan. He has an 81-inch wingspan at only six foot tall which it doesn't even make sense. It's like his arms scratch the ground whenever he walks. He just, the wingspan is just ridiculous. It is. I believe um, Megatron, what, 81 or 84 inches? Yeah. yeah. So again, you look at, you know, Calvin Johnson's six foot five. This guy's six foot and they have the same wingspan. So, you know, a lot of 49ers fans wanted that big, tall wide receiver to go over the middle and all those things. Well, guess what? He might not be tall, He's six foot, but he has the exact same catch radius as a lot of those guys. Yeah. Now, in terms of comparison, who the Brandon Ayuk uh, remind you of? 
And there's not really a lot of guys that are built the way that he is. Um, man, one of the – that's a great question. I think that if you look at the players that are going to offer kind of what he does, I think Devontae Parker with Miami, who Devontae Parker should have been, I think that's what he can bring. Um, but, again, Devontae Parker's had a pretty rough NFL career. But that's kind of the mold, this hyper-athletic, physical kind of anomaly that can make spectacular catches, create after the catch, and bring explosive plays to the offense. Okay. I, I think some people compare him like Debo, similar to it. What do you think? Um, their bodies are very different. Um, he's much faster, and he's got a lot more wiggle than Debo, but he's not near as mean. Debo's built more like a running back, um, where I would say Brandon Ayuk's built more like a cornerback, where he's got just a long, kind of lengthy, rangy athlete. Okay, okay. Now, do you see him start? From day one? He'll be in the rotation. And, you know, if we look at Debo last year, Debo didn't start week one. He had to earn his way in. And I think you start Brandon Ayuk off very similar to what they did with Debo, where he comes in, you do some jet sweeps, some reverses, some screen passes, some slants, let him get comfortable. And once he's comfortable, you let him expand. Now, with the offseason being the way it is with COVID and all those things, it's not a great time for a rookie wide receiver because it's one of the hardest positions to adapt to in the NFL. Now, the good thing about Ayuk again is you can use them in creative ways. So you kind of ease them into the process, and then eventually you're hoping week two, week three, week four, he's a full go and running the full route tree and all those things. Okay. Okay. Now, you know Debo's going to start. Um, who do you think will start next to Debo? Then? I – if everybody was healthy, I can I know who they would want. They would want Debo and Ayuk on the outside with Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd rotating out of the slot. Um, that would be ideal. However, Kendrick Bourne um, has earned a spot to be there. Now, Kendrick Bourne doesn't really fit the athletic profile that Kyle Shanahan wants at wide receiver, but he does so many things right. So you know, week one, probably the starters are going to be Kendrick Bourne Debo Samuel and Trent Taylor. Okay, and I know the foreigners signed Travis Benjamin, which he has to prove himself to make the team. Do you see him make the team and maybe maybe get not. the starting job? Maybe. No, I don't think he's going to make the team if everybody's healthy. Now, if Dante Pettis <laughs> doesn't kind of get his act together, if Jalen Hurd is not medically cleared, if Trent Taylor's not medically cleared, then yes, he will. But okay. that is a talented wide receiver room. Yeah, and speaking of wide receiver, we, I believe we drafted him. Another wide receiver, which his name is failing me, is from the last. Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings, yeah. And he reminded me of Alpha Bowling uh, when I watched highlights. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, he's mean as hell. He <laughs> <laughs> led the entire country in broken tackles from the wide receiver position, just bullies everybody around. Refuses to go down. Now he went in the wide. He went in round seven for a reason. He's slow. He ran a four seven two forty, but and he's got some locker room issues. He was kicked off the team at Tennessee for uh, speaking out in social media against the coaches. So he's got some issues. He's a little rough around the edges for sure. But the one thing that was good about him is all of his issues were about competition and wanting to play. The coaching staff that came in after everybody got fired. 
Butch Jones gets fired at Tennessee. Brady Hoke comes in. They were completely complacent, just losing the season out, and he wasn't having it. So it's a red flag, but you're getting them in the seventh. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But the upside is there. And if you watch his highlights, they're (laughs) – I hate to say this. They're more fun than Brendan Ayuk's (laughs) highlights. They're just – he just runs people over from the wide receiver position. We're not used to seeing that. Yeah, he's like a monster truck. (laughs) Ran over a bunch of cars and all this thing. Um, he man missed tackles after missed tackles. Now, do you see him maybe make the roster, maybe be on the rotation this season? He's going to need help. Um, again, very similar to Travis Benjamin, he is going to need somebody to deal with an injury. And if that's the case, um, probably going to be on the practice squad. That's probably the way it's going to work. But um, he, he's going to need some help. Need some help. Okay. Now, turning turning the you know Stanley retire and stuff. And you know, I was tear up a little bit because you know, I I want the Four Nights won the Super Bowl this you know this past February. You know, I still <laughs> recover right now. Uh, but you know, and then Joe St- John Stanley, uh, I can't talk now. Stanley retire, and we have a replacement in the trade with Trent Williams. What are your thoughts on the trade? Yeah, it was, uh, to get a top five left tackle for a third and a fifth round pick is unheard of. It doesn't make any sense, especially whenever his contract's only twelve and a half million dollars. I mean, that's an absolute bargain. So that's yeah. great. Trent Williams, he's played with Kyle Shanahan before. Um, like you said, it hurts to see Joe go. Uh, Joe Staley's greatest offensive lineman in 49ers history, and I don't think it's close. Um, mm-hmm. But he was, you know, he gave everything he had. He's been around for so long. Uh, love Joe. He's amazing. But it, it's crazy to say it's an upgrade. Um, if Trent Williams can be healthy and play to his potential, Trent Williams' best day is better than Joe Staley's best day. That's just the way it is. And I believe he's a few years younger than him, isn't he? Five years younger. Yeah, he's thirty-one. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Five, and that that was such a. Um, I mean, they could come up with a good plan, you know, because with Stanley retired due to his health concern, you know, and he's no doubt a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Um. Now Trent Williams. Now he didn't play last season due to the situation with Washington. Does that concern you a little bit? Not too much. You know, the <laughs> Washington franchise is bad for a reason. Um, and it starts at the top. You know, you go to Dan Snyder, a um, very vindictive owner kind of mentality that wants to punish players, his own players. And Trent Williams played through so many injuries in his time there for a lot of really, really bad teams. And they chose not to reward him. Um, yeah, I don't think that's a problem. Kyle Shanahan even said, look, Trent Williams passionate about football. He wants to play. We want him here. We don't have any issues. We're excited to move forward. And another thing that I think is great too, Trent Williams is choosing to play out the last year of his deal. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not even extending him. So it's a prove it deal. So it's mutually beneficial for the 49ers and for Trent Williams to have a good year. If Trent Williams has a bad year and causes problems, he doesn't get that huge contract next year. So it's, he's betting on himself. And I like that. Yeah. He's taking a huge gamble. Um, and I have a lot of respect for that, you know, for that player. So he has to prove himself. So I, now, do you see him, if things work out well for him, do you see him be signed uh, for for long term? Man, I, that's the thing. Like, let's say he plays top five left tackle worthy this year. 
I don't think he resigns with the 49ers. I just don't see how they're going to do it. Still have the okay. Kittle. Uh, <laughs> you got to get Kittle his new deal. That's going to be the big one. So, but again, you don't let left tackles walk very often. It's gonna, it's gonna be weird. So, <laughs> if, if you win a Super Bowl with them, it's gonna be hard to let them walk out the door. But man, hopefully they can keep him long term because he's still got three to four years at least. You know where he's gonna be quality left tackle. Yeah, and I believe I know they draft a one of the offensive linemen. Uh, Col- I think Colton. Colton there you go. Make- and maybe it could be Trent's replacement if things don't work out. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, John Lynch even said the Trent Williams deal on day three of the NFL draft, it wasn't a for sure thing. And they had that fifth round pick that was earlier than when they took Colton McKivitz, and they were planning on taking him there as a tackle prospect. And so they get the deal worked out. They trade that fifth round pick and a future third to get Trent Williams. Then later in the fifth round, they trade Matt Breida to jump back into the fifth round to get Colton. So I think Colton McKivitz is going to compete at right guard with Daniel Brunskill. But the best thing about McKivitz is this. He can play four spots on that offensive line. So he can play both tackle spots. He can play both guard spots. I don't think he's a traditional left tackle for most teams. However, in the zone running scheme that Kyle Shanahan runs, he does fit it very well. He played left tackle at West Virginia. Um I think guard though is going to be his long term spot. Yeah, guard, yeah, because we need to address that interior offensive lineman because man, Jimmy Chi got <laughs> got killed in the Super Bowl due to thanks to you know, especially with Chris Jones and you know, now with with Mike Person who was waived and now Brock is going to start. So it seems like he's going to start on the right guard. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's going to be Daniel Brunskill. I really do. I think Daniel Brunskill is going to win that right guard spot. They were very, very high on keeping Brunskill at guard and not tackle, even though he played some tackle last year. So I think Brunskill and Lakin Tomlinson are going to be your guards. But that center spot, um, I'm not so sure Western Richburg is going to be able to get his starting job back. Ben Garland, who's 32, played in the Super Bowl, played very well. Um, And Western Richburg just cannot stay healthy. Yeah, um, that's a that's kind of a concern. You think maybe we should sign another offensive lineman? I know one uh, got waived by New Orleans Saints. You think maybe Corn should take a look at him, maybe pick him up? Yeah, you're talking about Larry Warford, who's a great offensive guard, but he was cut for the Saints because the NFL is changing. They want mm-hmm. athletic, quick interior offensive linemen, and Kyle Shanahan wants that more than any other coach, even more so than the Saints. So I don't think he's a fit for the 49ers because. Um, he's just a little bit slower. So I don't think that they'll pick him up. I think that the center position is 3D. I think Ben Garland, Western Richburg, and if neither of them work out, I think you slide Daniel Brunskill over, who they started to work at center some, then Colton McKivitz into the guard spot. And that might be the best five. <laughs> you are playing Daniel Brunskill a little bit out of position. But if he could snap, that would be very, very impressive. Yeah, yeah. That's... That will be. I'm looking forward to the season. But anyways, now a lot of people thought Fortnite could draft a corner. I mean, a corner, but they didn't draft a corner. You think maybe the Fortnite may regret the draft corner? What do you think? Man, everybody thought that they were going to go secondary. You know, safety early on, then corner. They didn't. They didn't add one secondary piece whatsoever. So we're going to have to see what happens. Now they do have depth at safety. Um, cornerback, not so much. 
Uh, they're pretty high on Tim Harris, who they got in the seventh round last year from Virginia. He got injured, and so he was on an IR all year. But he's one of those guys that could step up and play, you know, and, and they really like what they saw from him. So we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, it's a little – I'm not – Mostly, I, I I love Mosley. Uh, he was tremendous ever since Witherspoon got hurt. Now speaking of Witherspoon, yeah, I thought he was good the first three weeks of the season, and then he got hurt, come back, and he was in the slump. Remind me of that two thousand eighteen version. I was pretty harsh on him or anything. Do you see him get the starting job back? I don't think so. I don't think he gets to start unless it's due to an injury. Uh, I think it's going to be Mosley's job going into the season. But you're right. When Witherspoon was on, he was great. It's just when something goes wrong, whether it's an injury or a pass interference call, he loses all confidence. And Mm -hmm. cornerback is just one of those positions you have to have no memory because you're going to get beat in the NFL. And for some reason, he just hasn't been able to kick that. Yeah, it's that's a pretty much alarming. And I feel four niners. I know, I remember Brandon, uh, not Brandon, uh, something Hall, who Fortnite could draft, but instead they draft, I believe, that tie-in. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, everybody wanted Bryce Hall from Virginia, and they just didn't, they didn't want it. So they go tight end, and, you know, John Lynch has come out and said, it's rough to make this roster. The 49ers roster is deep. And so they didn't want to carry an extra defensive back. So what do they do? They go get somebody that is a tight end and is a perfect blocking tight end. And that's Charlie Warner. And he's going to step in as the tight end too. And he's going to help the running game. Yeah. I, I see some highlights and I read about him that he's a pretty good blocker. Um, I know we lose a couple of tight ends. Um, Clark, who, Clark retire due to the injury. Um, what's the other one? I can never pronounce his name. Start with the yeah, I can I can never pronounce his name, man. And you was a good blocker too. And he went to I believe the Lions, didn't he? Sign with the Lions. That sounds correct. Um, might be the Giants. I'm not sure, but yeah, he's gone. And so that's the thing. You know, who's going to make this roster? They need a wide receiver two and a wide receiver three. I think Ross Dwelly they like, but he was losing snaps in the playoffs to Levine Tololo. So he's a guy that's not going to be out there catching passes you know, from the tight end position like everybody thinks. But he is a guy that's going to step in and help the run game. And so you're talking about a guy that's going to get kind of 15 to 20 snaps a game, best case scenario. Okay. Okay. Now, back back on the Chivon Kinlaw, and I forgot to ask you, who do you remind you of? Chivon Richard Seymour, to a T. Richard okay. Seymour. Now, back in those days, Richard Seymour played on the edge, but he is just one of those guys. He has – the best first two steps in football. <laughs> I really believe that. The problem is he's very raw and, you know, he's going to shove the offensive guard back, you know, 90% of the time. He just gets too high after that. So Chris Kosarek, the defensive line coach, who's a beast, he's going to help him out. And man, Javon Kinlaw's best football is ahead of him. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, Four Nights, they do much in the free agency. Um, they sign, they sign Benjamin, who has to do, uh, prove himself. Plus, they resign some guys, but Blair and, you know, and there's some other ones I forgot right now. What are your thoughts on it, on the free agency? Well, not really active. They don't have any money. <laughs> and so yeah. their, their money's going to preserving the roster they have. And for the first time, you know, in 2021, the 49ers will be getting compensation picks. 
because they lost more than they brought in. They'll be getting a fifth-round pick for Emmanuel Sanders. So if you look at the 2021 draft, they've already traded away a third-rounder for Trent Williams, but they'll be getting a fifth back for losing Emmanuel Sanders. So the 49ers, for the first time, they're going to have a lot of picks you know, next year. We'll see if they keep them all or if they trade, but currently they have them all. Never know. Now, what do you what grade do you give the Fortnite regarding the draft? This past draft. What grade? Yes. I'd say if you count Trent Williams, which I think you should because they spent draft picks to get him, I think it's gotta be an A minus. I don't think you can go below A minus because you got three quality starters and you were a Super Bowl runner up team. Uh you kept you know, you've lost four starters, you got three. And so the team is staying basically the same. There's not a lot of turnover in the coaching or in the depth chart itself. So A minus for me. A minus. Yeah, that team stay pretty much intact. You know, I will admit when we trade Buckner, I feel because we take a step back and because we need that depth, we need that maybe someone to replace him because DJ Joe, who was really good before the injury, you know, but you can't always rely in with Kinlaw. Now replacing Buckner that will take the defense state steady. You know, um, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, it, it's interesting, man. You know, you talk about the guys that left, and I think there's no doubt that they lost some great players. And it, these rookies that step in, Brandon Ayuk and Javon Kinlaw. They're not going to play at Emmanuel Sanders and DeForest Buckner's level for the first half of the season. It's not going to happen. They're rookies. Um, So there's going to be a learning curve. But you can't pay everybody in the NFL today. They replaced them with similar players that have higher upside eventually. And so, you know, you're talking about a team that could be – they could be even better in 2021 than they are in 2022. So, uh, like, it's going to keep growing. Yeah, definitely. Now, with the schedule come out – couple days ago and I, I have it I skimmed the schedule and I predict I would say 12 wins and four loss what's your prediction yeah I have them going 13 and three um but with the NFL there's you know there's always about four to five games for every single team that could go either way miss kick whatever else we saw that last year with the 49ers as well but the schedule really is not too bad um you know there's there's some tough games in there for sure you know versus Saints traveling to the Saints, traveling to Seattle, traveling to Dallas, traveling to the Patriots. So th- there's some games in there, but I think the 49ers are going to be favored in probably 14 of their 16 games. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe Ryan Clark from that, on the NFL Network, he predicted 49ers, well, current, well, they say 10-6, but he said there's some technical difficulty, so he predicted 11-5. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, Ryan Clark, he's he's the adamant 49ers hater that's whatever. Yes. But 10-6 uh, is not a bad thing, uh, but it's rough to look on that schedule and see six teams that are better than the 49ers. Could the 49ers go 10-6? and 100%. That's a possibility, but. Um, you know, whatever you're doing, like your schedule predictions, you have to be honest, look at the schedule and say, is this team better than the 49ers? And I don't think you can say that very often. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I'm still waiting for Adam Rake to make his prediction regarding <laughs> the 49ers. <laughs> I mean, I remember you predict three and 13. Well, 13 and three. 
<laughs> so I was, I'm still waiting for unless he already did, which I probably missed it probably. So I'm still waiting for <laughs> his prediction. But anyways, um, now do you see the four nine? What's your prediction of the four nine in the payoff one? For I know it's premature or whatever, but what's your prediction of four nine? You know, I think that the two teams that are kind of above everybody else is the Saints and the 49ers in the NFC. So I think it's going to come down to them. Seattle's always going to be involved just because of Russell Wilson. But, you know, you're talking those three teams. You could throw in the Cowboys. And, man, I'm very curious to see what the Cardinals are going to do. If they can jump up, they might be able to pass the Seahawks uh, for that second second place in NFC West. I see that. Yeah, I see that the Cardinals um, jump up. Um, you know, Seattle, they had to rely on Russell Wilson um, a lot. I mean, a lot. I mean, they proved that last year a lot. And they're being had to rely on him again this year. Uh, now, various on the Cardinals, they're like a dark horse. Do you see them make maybe the wild card? Yeah. And again, you got to remember this year, there's going to be seven teams and they get in for each side. So, there's an extra spot, so there's going to be three wild card winners. Um, so I, it's going to be interesting. They've got the talent, but they're very, very young. So it, it's it's kind of we'll have to see what happens there. But I wouldn't be shocked if the Cardinals made the playoffs. I kind of don't like the new playoff format. I mean, it's, you give another team chance to make the playoff. Maybe another Milwaukee team, like a, maybe there's a possible in 8-8 eight, eight team, make the wild card, 7-9, whatever. I, I kind of don't like it. I like the way it was. What do you think? Yeah, I think most people do, the sports purists out there like yourself. But the NFL cares about money more than anything. And you get those – you're getting two extra playoff games now. Uh, for each conference, and so that's huge. So that's that's a lot, a lot of money generated. So um, it's it's one of those things that you know in the new CBA, they, they could have the players could have voted it down, but uh, money wins, money wins. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, I already complained about because I remember sometime last season, close to the end, when an NFC East could get a home field advantage, a wild card team against. Team maybe like the foreign ers who have a better record. I was so complaining about that, or any of the whoever win the division or have a better record in that division against um that which it was the Eagles, uh, and I thought they should fix that and leave that. Don't add any more teams in the playoffs or in other wild card. What do you think? Yeah, they're they're really big on preserving the idea of the division winners deserve to be rewarded. And, you know, this is going to have to be my last question. I'm going to have to jump off here, unfortunately. <laughs> I got some stuff taking place over here with the kids. This is quarantine <laughs> life, man. This is where we're at. Uh, but, yeah, you know, the thing that I think is interesting is that they want to maintain this culture of this is how it's always been and adapt it to new. I think more playoff football, I'm fine with. I don't really don't have a problem with seven teams getting into the playoffs. Um, I don't think that we need more regular season games, which we'll start to see in 2021, uh, just from a player safety perspective. But again, at the end of the day, it always comes down to money, and the NFL is going to always choose to increase their revenue. Uh, that's just what's the bottom line. It's just what it's going to be. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, it's great talking to you. And with one more question, do you see the Fortnite win the Super Bowl? This Man, it's hard to say a team that's – you know, got a better shot to the Super Bowl. 
I think the AFC has more in-depth teams than the NFC. So I think that, you know, the, it's easier to get through the NFC, which I haven't been able to say that probably in about 10 years because it's been kind of the Patriots and everybody else. But there's a lot of good teams in the in the AFC. So the, the 49ers, they definitely belong in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, if you look at the statistical odds, they're right at the top. And so man, I, I'm hoping we quest for six happens this year, baby, 2021. Yeah, before I, I may get depressed again <laughs> or get drunk. There you go. There you but, go. <laughs> yeah, but it's great talking to you. I know you have to go. So it's great talking to you. And you are welcome to come back if you're up to it. Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. A lot of fun. Always good talking football. And we'll catch you next time, man. Yeah, same here. Now, follow me on P- on Twitter, PDH10. Um, Let's Talk Podcast has a Facebook page. Give it a like and follow. I'll I'll give updates with new episodes, new guest announcements, that kind of good stuff. Let's Talk Podcast is available on nine different platforms, which you can listen to all the episodes, including this episode from nine different platforms, such as Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Google Podcasts. And also, next Sunday, next Sunday night on this top podcast, we were, I have a guest, Gus, will join me, which we will talk about the Chicago Bulls. Um, is there anything you want to plug in, uh, podcast, YouTube, or anything like that? Yeah, I just want to say, if you want to listen to the 49ers Rush podcast, we're available everywhere. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, at JL underscore Chapman, C-H-A-P-M-A-N, uh, we are very, very active there. And yeah, uh, go ahead and give me a follow and we'll talk later. Give it a follow. Now, everyone, stay safe and have a good rest of this week. And talk to you next week. Peace.